0: This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Taylor Phillips,
1: And I'm your other co-host, Alina Velez. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fearless Beauties podcast.
0: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of the Fearless Beauties Podcast. My name is Taylor, your host,
1: also known as Taylor Budgets. And I'm Alina, your certified advanced esthetician.
0: All right, girl, let's get into this episode. We are talking all about albinism. So this episode, we are going to discuss what albinism is and unfortunate stigmas associated with that skin condition. So let's go ahead and get on into it.
1: Let's get into it. So what is albinism anyway? It's a condition, right? It affects a person's skin, hair and eye color. People with albinism are also sensitive to the effects of sun since it does affects their it affects their eyes. In particular, people of African or Asian descent who have albinism, um, they might have like yellow or reddish brown hair and often like really pale eyelashes and eyebrows. So it's usually pretty distinct, right? Yes, I did see that I'm going to try and
0: pronounce this, but I guess the technological term for albinism is oculocutaneous, oculo cutaneous albinism it's little or no production of melanin Mm -hmm. and yeah it affects one out of every 18,000 to 20,000 people in the U.S. of A so I thought that was interesting just some fun facts Um, but I did want to get into what I thought albinism was or not what it was but just kind of how I looked at it when I did see a person with albinism. So I thought it was interesting, just in case someone who didn't know what it was before had the same, you know, opinions or whatever the case is. But here's what I thought about it. So
1: I thought that people with albinism all
0: were of African descent.
1: Because it's not talked about because nobody talks about it. How are we supposed to know if... We we just it's just not talked about.
0: Yeah, we make up our own stuff because we don't know what it is. And of course, just like we talked about in previous episodes, we don't know how to ask. We don't know how to approach people with albinism. We're just like, okay,
1: Yeah. And, you know, um, people with albinism, they usually look very different than members of their own family or their particular ethnic group. So, from birth, they're already feeling like like an outsider, or people might be treating them like an outsider. It's a slippery slope because it can it can contribute to social isolation, isolation, and poor self esteem, and stress, and all these things that can can stem from it. So,
0: just because as a society we don't know
1: mm-hmm. anything about mm-hmm. it, like
0: there's a lack of knowledge all around. Um, Which is why we're talking about it today, because it needs, albinism needs to be normalized. We're just going to say it like, just because a person has albinism does not make them any less talented
1: or enough. And we also, we also want to just be aware that we're using proper terms when we're referring to a person with albinism. And that's exactly how you'll address it. A person with albinism, not albino you know, we want to avoid the stigma terms. Other than thinking that
0: they were all of African descent, I thought that they were all sick. Like, of course, when you see someone that does not look like you, you think, oh, something must be wrong. So growing up, I just thought they were sick. I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, they're sick. And it was like a period at the end. Like I didn't treat them any differently. I was like, oh, they're sick. And then to go along with that, I thought, oh, they're in pain mm-hmm. because they're sick because of the way their skin looks. So that just goes to show you that if you are not knowledgeable about something, you will make up your own
1: narrative, yeah. your own
0: right. That's a good word. your own narrative, mm-hmm. which is probably why the term albino is what it is and why there are stigmas about albinism because, of the lack of knowledge, therefore people making their own narratives instead of going to the person and asking questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or going to the internet and, you know, doing your own research. But, you know, in translation to albinism and the beauty industry, I was reading a lot about uh, like models um, in the industry and just saying that, you know, they're black, but they have albinism. So they couldn't cast for black roles um because they weren't black. And what a like identity shake. I don't know. I just I can't even imagine mm-hmm. that feeling of knowing that you're you're a black woman, but you have this genetic condition of albinism and you can't you can't cast for for black roles? You're a black woman? Like, mm-hmm. what? It just proves that
0: how we look is mm-hmm. such a, how we look is is it. That's it. Yeah. For, for some people, that's-
1: Too much value in it. Right. Too much value in it. Uh, this one model gal had said, um, people need to realize that albinism is a skin condition and not a race of people. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this crazy story. I'm going to tell this crazy story about, I don't know why in Africa in particular, but in Africa, people with albinism are being attacked and murdered. And the persecution of these people is based on mythology and superstition. So the majority of these killings are a result of beliefs that the body parts of people with albinism can bring wealth to those who obtain them. What in the world?
0: Because of the fair parts of their skin.
1: Yeah. Basically means that they're white. Yeah. Well, I think that this is such an interesting look at it because... I couldn't name specific movies. Honestly, I couldn't name the names of them. But I was talking with a coworker yesterday and we were talking about albinism and we're talking about this episode. And she's like, yeah, you know, these old school movies, the people that had albinism in there always had a mystical or like superpowers Mm -hmm. or so that's kind of I, f- I feel like where we're getting this idea of like these people aren't normal these people have superpowers or they're these mystical creatures like no <laughs> it's just a skin condition you know what I mean um but it's just such an such an interesting spin because really how we're represented in in movies and media and I mean it really starts to brainwash you over. A period of time and and we want to rewire that you know I can only imagine people with albinism like way back in the day when they couldn't even be medically explained mm-hmm. how they felt yeah yeah kind of switching gears into kind of going back to um, like the beauty industry and I was reading these stories a few women were sharing their stories about their makeup routines So we talk a lot in our podcast about, you know, like shade range and richly pigmented skin and not having proper shades for that, but it goes the opposite way too for albinism. So this woman, Crystal Robertson had tried Rihanna's Fenty Beauty line and she found the most perfect foundation match for her first time ever because she is so pale from being, from having um, albinism that she was never able to find the perfect match. So, I mean, that literally, like, mm-hmm. she was like freaking out in her, <laughs> in her interview and she's just saying how it just was a big deal for her. It's a whole new world, she said. So, those little things.
0: Yeah, and uh, we were talking about that before the podcast, how Rihanna really did something because she didn't necessarily say, Hey, here's foundation for people with albinism. She said, Let's expand the shade range and then market it to where people with albinism can see themselves in these models and say, Oh, okay, let me just try this shade instead. Or I feel like I would have thought that, okay, because of the pigmentation of their skin, maybe they need something different, especially because they're more prone to skin cancer. They need something with more SPF or something exactly. like that. But it's not mm-hmm. necessarily that. It's just helping them find themselves in a product. And that's that's what Rihanna did. Uh, I love that because it's not necessarily, oh, we need to go to a separate section of the store. It's, oh, we can we can shop the same
1: shelves and receive the same results and feel beautiful. Okay, so there's this um, there's this quote that I came across. And this woman with albinism says what needs to change is how brands use people with albinism for short lived campaigns aimed at inclusivity that last for about a month. And she says, people with albinism can be involved in different kinds of campaigns. We're not defined by our condition. We're more than that. She also goes on to say, I remember asking someone who worked at a modeling agency to help me get in touch with the agency in hope of working with them. However, they told me the agency already had an albino girl. In other words, one was enough. As we know, we don't want to address people as albino. They're people with albinism, but... That's how this agency responded to her.
0: Yes. and How crude. It was when I read that, Alina, I was like, oh my gosh. Like we've already met our quota, like go somewhere else. And it reminded me of reductionism. People with albinism are reduced to being like a new toy for industries to play with and post about just to say that they have it. We talked about this in plenty podcasts where... Brands are just being inclusive for inclusive sake. They're not really wanting to be it. They are just posting about it and saying they're inclusive, putting that inclusive stamp on their brand just so people can buy from them. And I feel like that's what this brand was doing was saying, "Hey, we already have one albino. We don't need another one. We've already met our quota. We have our new toy." We did what we had to do. No one else can say that we didn't do what we should do or that we're not inclusive because we have that one and <sighs> it's disgusting because why is their genetic condition the only topic of conversation when they are just as when they have just as much to offer than those without albinism? They are not their skin. Just like people with disabilities are not their disability. It's disgusting. Uh, But like I said, we always say it. We're getting better. We're not there yet. We're getting better. So it's just.
1: And, and you know, that's what a lot of people are saying as I'm reading through these articles. You know, a lot of people are feeling like, okay, we're on the right track, but it's moving slowly. So. We just need to keep these conversations going. And I think, um, you know, estheticians um, should really, really do their research on kind of what treatments and um, how to make these people feel comfortable um, and and just just making sure that we're we're representing everybody. And. There are some really cool sunscreens that are being created for um, people with albinism because um, because they don't have um, melanin. Melanin is what protects us from the sun. Um, and so uh, everybody needs to be wearing SPF on a daily basis. Rain, snow, shine, sleet, you name it. You need to be wearing sunscreen, but especially people with albinism um, really need to protect because they are at a higher risk for um, skin cancer. And that's no fun.
0: I would love to see what uh, type of treatments people with albinism should have. Just to, to protect their skin more. I think that probably needs to be like
1: I think we need to add that to a I was just about book. to say that. We have to <laughs> I'm surprised Mary's not on it. Right? I'm movie. sure she is, let's be
0: honest. But I'm sure she's in the works. Yeah. Yep. For for yeah. the fourth edition, we definitely need to have that. And um, yeah, make it its own chapter. And I, I love it's a a rabbit hole I'm going on, but I just love how Mary takes like bits of culture that need to be recognized, and makes it a big deal. Like, even if the chapter is like three or four pages, she makes it a full chapter and doesn't include it somewhere in another chapter. She just says, you know what, this is a big deal. It needs to be made a big deal, and we need to talk about it, and it needs to be its own thing so that people can see just how seriously we need to to take this. Um, so that's, that's what I love about the Fearless Beauty's book. Shameless, shameless plug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, kind of kind of winding down to the end of this episode, but this woman with albinism goes on to say that every girl just wants to feel beautiful. Uh, there wasn't a market for albinism in the beauty industry before, but now I think there is. The market is now saying there's a place for everyone, and now we finally have a lane.
0: Right, and... Listening to you read that, Alina, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm thinking that there doesn't necessarily need to be a lane for people with albinism, just like there doesn't need to be a lane for people with disabilities. Like, we just need to merge Mm. and just create one melting pot of love, And approval and enoughness and inclusion and diversity. Like we don't need to create separate lanes because I think that just Mm -hmm. further separates quote unquote normal from quote unquote abnormal. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that we need to get to the point where we're not further uh, like separating. We're
1: human. Right. We're We're all all human beings. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. just
0: come together and love on one another and accept one another and respect one another. So I love what she said, but I just think that we need to take it a little bit further instead of creating our own lane for people with albinism.
1: Let's bring them in and welcome exactly. them. Exactly. So, exactly, And represent And represent everybody. Equally. We're out here representing. Yes. Right. Yes. I have this weird, like, (laughs) you're going to laugh. This is so (laughs) weird. But like, okay, going back to just being human, like we literally all are just a soul in like a meat suit, you know, like we all have a soul, but our outside body, like really, I mean... It really doesn't matter, but it matters. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. What matters is our is our heart and and what's inside. But um, nonetheless, representation is everything. And um, yeah, just be a good person.
0: Yeah. So um, I did write a few things down, just like off the top of the dome. Like I was saying, mm-hmm. the more voices, the more power that community has, or that this community has to educate and power. And move away from the narrative that they are fragile human beings that have nothing to offer professionally. I'ma give myself two snaps just for writing that sentence because mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. I was thinking. I was just like, girl, go ahead. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, well, for Let real. It flow. <laughs> yes, like they're that not fragile. They're yeah. just they're just just like us, imperfectly perfect. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. because we don't have this outer. Skin condition doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. we don't have anything else. Like, we talked about disabilities in the previous episode. There's disabilities that you cannot see. Just Mm -hmm. like, like, what if, honestly, and I mean, we may, I may just be doing the most here, but what if people were to separate and say, oh, I don't want to hire anyone with anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. ADHD, you know, like, Mm -hmm. What if your yeah. inner turmoil or whatever you want to call it was just out there for people to judge? Yeah. Like that wouldn't be fair. You would be like, this is this is not right. Like, uh-huh. I'm not the only one that has anxiety or depression right. or suicidal thoughts. Why mm-hmm. are you telling me I can't do something? And that same thing goes for people with albinism. Just because I look the way I look doesn't mean I can't do what you can do. And honestly, I could probably do it better.
1: Period. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Yep. No. But truly. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: So. um, That's a good point. I, when I was doing the research for this podcast, I was reading that some women with albinism do whatever it takes to cover up their skin condition, whether it's wearing full coverage foundation. I read that one of them colors their eyebrows a darker color. One gets spray tans. And it's all to make others feel comfortable. Because I think if we just kind of ask the questions that we honestly want to ask or just kind of respected And acknowledge that, yes, they don't look necessarily like others, but they're no different. I think that people with albinism would feel more comfortable with being who they are or looking the way they look. So it's sad to to hear that they are doing all this to cover up because of other people's discomfort with how they look. Like they may think they look bomb, but because... They're getting those looks, you know, those like, mm, like she looks different or he looks different. Now we have to cover ourselves up to make you feel comfortable. At the end of the day, like you said, like our souls, like at the end of the day, how we feel about ourselves inside is what's going to matter. When we die, like, are you going to be happy with who you are? Your aren't? life. Right? Yeah.
1: How how you lived mm-hmm. your life. Yeah,
0: you don't want to be on your deathbed saying "shoulda, coulda, woulda." You know, like mm-hmm. I wish I loved myself more, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh,
1: I wish I didn't try to blend in. I wish I just right. did what I loved. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wish that for everybody.
0: Yeah, and I think we should make it easier for everybody to feel that way because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we all, some parts of us, even if they're small, has like a people pleasing thing. Or Mm -hmm. I don't really necessarily want to look different. I want to look like, quote unquote, normal, just so I don't have to deal with the BS or the drama or the rumors and gossip. But we just need to, like, just mind our business and drink our water. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. leave people alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, truly.
0: Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. what I got to say about that.
1: Good stuff Taylor I love it Thank
0: you Good stuff Felina. So yeah That <laughs> is Our episode About people with albinism And how we can just Really Create more inclusivity I think that's what You know yeah. The Clearless Beauty's Podcast Is about so
1: Yeah Alright All Well, right. So,
0: I think we hit the nail On the head on that one Um For sure So yeah I mean Let's <laughs> end the podcast But Um uh, As always, you can follow us on social medias everywhere at FearlessBeauties, um, fearlessbeauties FearlessBeauties.org. You can follow me on Instagram, YouTube at TaylorBudgets.
1: And me on Instagram at True Skin Lab.
0: Yes. So until next time, you all.
1: Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye.